Hello everyone, Pastor Rod here in Tokyo, Japan, and we're doing a new series called No So No Grow. And I want to explain that why that's such bad English in a moment. <laughs> But it's going to be exciting. We're going to we're going to read from the word of God and we're going to realize that the the importance of of sowing our seed. You know it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1, cast your cast your bread into the water across the seas and it's going to come back to you in due time and right through the bible is a story of God's grace and love for us but you know as humans on the earth God also wants us to know the power of sowing seeds the power of sowing the right seeds and and I remember as a young christian hearing a message by a a german preacher called Reinhard Bonke who lived all his life in Africa and preached the gospel to millions and I remember the way he used to say in this message you've got to sow your seed my apologies to everyone from uh, Germany or Africa right now but I, the reason why that was important is I just remember it it was so memorable every time he said in the message you've got to sow your seed you've got to sow your seed you've got to sow your seed and and the concept just stuck in my heart and And then I realized here in Japan there is an old saying from the old days and uh we're going to have a little bit of help here from our Japanese pastor Tusuke. He's going to tell us what this saying is right now. Yay, there you go and 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 we may not understand the Japanese, but it simply means what what my message is today. No sow, no grow. Bad English, great meaning. And I think if we can see this with new eyes today, the concept of sowing and reaping with with new eyes, I think it could really impact our, impact our lives. I want to tell you a story from when I was a little boy. Um, when I was little, me and my cousins, we always used to get together for Christmas, and we had a crazy auntie called Auntie Phil. Uh, a lady uh, her name was Phyllis or Phil and uh, when I say crazy I mean she was fun she was just the, that auntie everyone's got that auntie right you know the one that uh, at Christmas time she would give us the craziest uh, little presents and, and it was very inexpensive probably from Daiso or one of those cheap stores around the world and Um, and this year she bought us all these little like water pistols but they were pea shooters pea shooters they actually shot little dried peas so you could go and buy the dried peas and you fill it up and you go and we used to fire them at each other it probably wasn't that powerful but it was so much fun and i remember me and my my two sisters and my my three cousins six of us would be in the backyard a big backyard in in australia in a, a country town when I was growing up called Kyogul. It's another Aussie town right there. And we used to do these pea shooters. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, they, they really didn't hurt that much. But um, at the end of the day, there was literally hundreds of peas all over the lawn. In fact, there was probably thousands of peas. And my mother came out and she was very upset. And she said, you kids have to clean up this this lawn right now pick up every one of those peas and we looked at the thousands of peas and we thought that's a big job and uh but you know we thought well actually these peas are expensive so if we collect them we can shoot them again tomorrow and um we did this day after day this shooting and collecting shooting and collecting and when we collected all the peas and we we finished our christmas holidays and everyone went home 
It was a few months later that if you walk out into our backyard, there were pea plants flow, growing everywhere. There was a pea, pea plant in this garden and there and over here in the middle of the lawn. And it was the peas that we didn't get. It was the peas that we didn't collect were the peas that grew into plants. And from that little story, let me tell you that what you sow will grow. Whatever you sow in life will grow. And whatever you don't sow will not grow. How simple is that? And, and this is what, what Jesus is teaching us also in, in Luke 6.38. Let me read a very famous scripture. Here we go. You ready? Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap or poured into your, your, your tummy when you're sitting down area. That is poured in to your, the inside of your life. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This is an incredibly important concept in the whole Bible that give and it will be given to you. And there's actually only two points I've got today before I come to some takeaways and some stories. And that is, whatever you sow, you grow. And here we have an apple right here, apple, and a lovely red apple. We just bought from the corner stall here and cut it in half. And you'll see that there's one seed here. And that one little seed there can grow another apple. In fact, the saying is that not only can that one seed grow another apple, but that little seed will grow an apple tree. And that little seed, when it grows an apple tree, will grow many apples. And so the whole concept of, of sowing and reaping in our lives is that we want to sow the right seed because it multiplies. Whatever you sow, you grow. Whatever you sow, you grow. And, and I, I believe in, since I've been a believer since the age of 19, I read the Word of God and, and realized I wanted to follow God. And, and he said, you know, love your neighbor as you, as you, as you love yourself, as you would, you would want them to treat you. The, the golden rule, the whole thing is sowing seeds, sowing seeds. And seeds could be time, could be money, could be prayer, could be, could be sacrifice, could be anything at all. And as a young Christian, I, I really wanted to sow a seeds of a great life. Sow the seeds of a great life. And I also saw people sowing bad seeds, even Christians. You know, sometimes Christians think that because um, God loves me and He's for me, I can just do whatever I want to and it's going to be okay. But that's not what the Word of God says. That's not wisdom. Wisdom says you need to know what you sow, you will reap. And, and so the, the things that Jesus talks about is giving and receiving. And, and I've discovered that, that as I give, I'm going to receive. Now, we don't give to receive. You know, that, that's not the whole point. The point is not, I'm going to give to get. The point is, I give and God will give back to me. God will give back time, finance, relationships, money. Jesus said that. He said, whatever you sow, you're going to get back. And I really think that we need to understand that, that giving and receiving is part of life. It's part of marriage. You know, in marriage, it's not a matter of um, wanting to receive. It's a matter of wanting to give. Come on, amen. It's, it's a matter of what can I give to this relationship, not what can, can I get out of this relationship. Or with the, with the children, it's not what can I get, it's what can I give. And Jesus actually said it's better to give than to receive. So the whole thing of giving and receiving is not a selfish thing. I'm going to give to you so that you give to me. You know, I'm going, to, I'm going to compliment you. Gee, you did a good job. So you can say, well, you did a good job too. You know, that's not the point. The point of giving is release. 
The point of giving is it's out of my hands. And I really want to encourage you that we've just got to be, be, be convinced that this is the way to live. And Jesus gave these examples also in judgment. He said, well, if you judge people, you get judged. Or if you show grace to people, basically, you get grace. And once again, in, in relationships, it's really important that we give grace and we give forgiveness, Jesus spoke about. Forgive or you won't be forgiven. Really? Is that true? Absolutely. Um, and the last thing he said is just give out and you receive and give out and you receive. When we came to Japan 19 years ago, um, we just knew that we, we, had to, we had to give. We had to give what we had. We, we just knew that God wanted to move in Japan. God loves Japan and God loves every nation of the world. But God had called us to come to Japan. The, 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 the unfortunate thing was, or the, the difficult thing was, we just built a beautiful house in Australia. Um, we were in a beautiful city called Toowoomba. It really is a beautiful city full of green uh, trees and uh, beautiful red soil. Anything grows. And, and God called us to, to Japan. And I just thought, well, you know, maybe Viv's not going to be in this because it's a really big thing to give up this brand new house or quite new house and take your family to Japan and um, But, you know, when, when God called us through a vision, Viv called out to the Lord and said, Lord, you've got to show me. And if you show me, I'm willing to go. And, 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 and she had a real revelation that God was calling her and me to come to Japan. And you know what? In these 19 years, she has never, ever uh, regretted that decision. She's never said, oh, gee, I wish I had that house or... I wish I didn't come. No, no, no. We've been full of uh, the concept that whatever we gave, God will give back to us. And, and coming here with, with almost nothing, it was really a very, very difficult moment for us to, to, to risk again. I was, I was 42 when I arrived in Japan and I'd risk, risked before and risk again. But, but what a way to live because you just don't know what life has. And, and I, I just really, if God called us, I wanted to be generous in our response and as a pastor, I've met many people who are older and said, I wish I had done what God asked me to do. I wish I had risked. I wish I had given when God asked me to give. And, and I don't want to be full of regret. I want to be full of, of release. And, and uh, so when we came, it was tough. But you know what? We have never regretted this decision. Our, our little boys have grown up to, to love God. <laughs> what else do you want? It's just such a wonderful thing. And, and they've grown up to love Japan and They've actually loved Japan so much they've married Japanese girls. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a great story that, that when, you, when you give, you will receive. In fact, someone once said, you can't outgive God. You cannot outgive God. And in Proverbs, it says, you know, when you give to the poor, you give to God. You lend to the Lord. And, and I just love the fact that our, our church recently has been giving to India and Myanmar and to the Philippines during this pandemic time. And uh, I just love the fact that we're able to give uh, from a place of strength. And, uh, and my little boys grew up to be generous and they give and, and you give and, and we give and we receive and we give and we receive and we give. Come on. This is the way to live our lives. A generous life is a life that is sowing. So whatever you sow, this, if I sowed this, I will grow this. If I don't sow it, I won't get it. And so it is with, with, with life that God wants us to, to sow and receive and to sow and to receive. So I've got some takeaways here today. Number one, 
you've got to have a revelation of this whole thing that I want to sow my seed out of conviction. You see, when we give, sometimes people get upset because they gave to something and it didn't turn out to be very good. I've had that experience or, or seen people that have sown into something in it for God and it didn't work. And there's something they call giving regret. And I believe that we need to have a revelation, a conviction that when I give, no matter what I give to, I'm giving to the Lord. And if I have that conviction, this is really important. If I have that conviction, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, God will give back so that I can give again. And I want to say that to some of you who maybe have given and felt, well, that wasn't worth much. I want you to know when you give to the Lord, when you give to the Lord, the Lord is watching and the Lord will give back. When we forgive, no one's watching, but the Lord is watching and He will bring back to us relationships, increase. When, when we get something gets stolen from us, we, instead of getting upset and trying to get back at someone, we, we say, God, I, I, I did that for you and, and believing that God will give back to us. And, and I've seen this happen over these 42 years I've been a believer, that the whole thing is I'm giving to the Lord. I'm convinced I'm giving to the Lord. When I'm praying, I'm praying for that person, but I'm giving to the Lord. I'm, I'm giving to that, that situation, but I'm giving to the Lord. And no matter what happens, I gave to the Lord. We have to have a, a conviction, a, a faith that whatever we give, God is going to give back so we can sow some more. And I remember as a, uh, as a young pastor in Australia with, a, with Monty when he was a little boy and our church was giving then to the country of Iraq. Uh, to the poor people of Iraq. And I remember I went home and, and Monty brought out his little, his little piggy bank with just probably about just some coins in there, probably worth about a thousand yen, $10. He just had some coins and he came out and he emptied his piggy bank and he said, Daddy, would you give this to the poor children of Iraq? And it just really impacted me that, that you know, the, the concept of generosity in a family, you don't know where it's going to come out. You don't know what the, the reward the, the truth is that $10 would have done only a little. But the $10 did a lot in his heart and a lot in my heart. And God is able to increase. Just like Jesus looked at a lady giving a, a, a little bit of money and, she's, and, and he just, he went, he went uh, just over the top saying, this woman gave more than just about anyone else or, or more than anyone else. And everyone's saying it's just a little coin. And Jesus said, you don't understand. You don't understand the power of a seed. You don't understand how powerful this concept is that as we sow, all sorts of things in the heavens move, change, increase. No sow, no grow, but sow and grow. What? I don't know, but it's going to be good. I heard a story from Korea in the 1950s after the Korean War. Uh, there was a, a church there and they were so poor, so poor, and they were trying to raise a bit of money for a building a, a simple structure and they were so poor and the pastor said, does anyone want to come and give to this? And no one in the church moved. And then finally, an old lady in the back came forward with her bowl and chopsticks. And she said, Pastor, I don't have much, but I have a bowl and I have chopsticks and I want to give them to the Lord. And the pastor said, you can't do that because then you'll have nothing to eat from. And she said, but I want to give it to the Lord. It's all I have. And the pastor didn't know what to do. And he said, Okay, thank you so much. And all of a sudden, a, another man in the congregation said, could I buy that bowl and chopsticks? Because they were moved and touched because of this old lady with such generosity. And, 
And, and, and another person said, no, no, let me buy the bowl. And I want to buy the bowl. And, 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 and they kept, people, kept, people kept bringing money. And, 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 and this little old lady started a snowball effect of generosity. And I just believe that with all my heart, that we've got to be giving out of conviction, giving to the Lord, giving to the Lord. And I'm not talking about taking money from the poor. That is not my intention. I'm talking about giving because God told us to give. Number two, sow and do not give up. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in sowing the seed, doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. And, and all through the word of God, it's talking about being faithful, being faithful, sowing the good seed. Some of you haven't yet got a partner in life and, and you're saying, God, where is my partner? I just, just keep sowing the seeds of prayer and, and preparing my heart and, and getting ready and you don't know when that person will come into your life. Sowing the seeds in, in our, our future. Sow and don't give up. Number three, sow as led by the Holy Spirit. Now, I talked about coming to Japan and I, I wanted to tell a couple of stories. Um, one of them was, when we came to Japan, we had no money. <laughs> That's not a good plan. And um, we had to even buy airfares, and we didn't have airfares from Viv and me and Monty and Richie. We had no airfares uh, basically the week before we were flying. We booked the flights. We had to pay. We didn't even have the money. It was about 8000 Australian dollars we needed at that time. And um, we were coming. We were, co- we were committed. We were, we were in. And and we were, we were trying to raise money, but we just didn't have the money for these airfares. And um, I went to a, a Christian conference and was in Adelaide. Someone paid for me to go to Adelaide. And um, in the conference, someone walked up to me and said, uh, Rod Plummer, right? I said, yeah. He said, you're going to Japan? I said, yeah. He said, when? I said, well, we're trying to get there next week. And he said, well, I feel from, from God to give you a gift. And he pulled in his pocket and he gave me a thousand Australian dollars. Can you believe that? It just I didn't ask. I didn't hint. Just someone gave me $1,000. And it was just incredible. And I rang Viv and I said, Viv, we've got our seed. We've got, we've got our first 1000 towards the 8000 And we didn't know what was going to happen. And that night in the conference, they were taking up an offering for, for the conference and for other things. And they said, we need, we need to take an offering tonight to fulfill all the expenses. And and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, put the $1,000 in, into, into the offering. Now, I need to explain, no one, no one forced me or there was no pressure. It wasn't like, you've got to give or else. It was nothing like that. It was just, just this sense that I had to give that $1,000. And as I thought about that, I thought, well, I, I need it more than the conference, right? Um, and, and they're not going to miss $1,000. And I, I need it for our airfares. I'm going to serve the Lord in Japan. And... But the Holy Spirit said, put that money in. And I thought, well, you know, this money is also Viv's. And uh, I don't, don't have a chance to phone her and ask her, should I put the money in? And the Holy Spirit said, you know what she'll say. She'll say, put the money in. And I, so when it came around, I just put it in with a heart of joy. And I just had no idea what was going to happen. Just no idea. And it just, that was the end of the story. And at the end of the service that night, the pastor got up. I still remember Pastor Danny got up and he, and he said, tonight we have exceeded our needs. We have exceeded our needs by $8,000. And I feel to give that excess $8,000 to someone here tonight. And I was towards the back, just, 
you know. He says, uh, is Rod Plummer in the house? And that's me. <laughs> um, Rod, we feel we would like to give you $8,000 tonight. And people clapped, said, you're going to Japan. And can you believe it? <laughs> this is true. This really happened. And I'm telling you the story that I don't know how it's going to happen. But when we are convinced and convicted by the Holy Spirit, God is able. I don't know how. When I gave that thousand, I had no idea I'm going to look to someone to get it back. No, no, no. The whole thing is release. It's gone. I did what God said. I did what God wanted. And let's see what God will do. And, you know, some of you might be thinking, well, I did that and didn't get anything back. I didn't get $8,000. Um, I can't answer that except to keep sowing the seed and be led by the Holy Spirit. And, and so we, we got on the plane and we came to Japan. <laughs> Give the Lord a big praise. Come on. It's an amazing story. And, you know, this whole thing of sowing and reaping, I, I really learned it from my good friends in Toowoomba, farmers, Dennis and Rose. And I'm so thankful that God gave um, the, these people to Viv and I as friends and the farmers and I remember that they, for many years, had drought in their farm. Couldn't grow anything for about seven years. It was like one of the, Australia's worst droughts. And towards the end of that seven years, all of a sudden they felt the Holy Spirit said to sow the seed this year. And the, the weather forecast wasn't better. It was for no rain. But they, they really felt the Holy Spirit. They were looking at all the on, online and all the, inter the internet and most farmers these days are very technical and they know the patterns and, and the pattern wasn't good. But they said they felt the Holy Spirit say, go and sow your seed now. And so they went out and they sowed all their, their wheat seed and their barley seed and all the things they had. And they, they had so much land and they sowed the seed knowing that if there was no rain, those seeds would die or those seeds would not, would not germinate. And so they sowed it. And six weeks after they sowed, there was a light rain. There was a light rain, a little bit of rain on the ground. And I remember them phoning me saying, hey, there was a bit of rain and we, we think it's going to start sprouting. And sure enough, up through the ground came up these little seedlings. And in the paddocks around where people did not sow the seed, no sow, no grow, there was no growth. But where the boundary of their ground was, was little green all over the place now they needed more rain and so we're praying for rain and just before just close to harvest maybe four weeks before harvest all of a sudden there was rain there was rain there was rain one day and one night rain came and all of a sudden those seedlings just had enough that they needed and all over the place and the most incredible thing was driving out to their farm and seeing nothing 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 and getting to their boundary line and seeing these beautiful green plants everywhere. It was so exciting to, to know that they were generous people that loved the Lord, that were spirit-led, and all of a sudden their crop came up and they sold it for top dollar and they gave a tenth to, to the Lord and they gave another tenth to missions in Bangladesh. And they were so happy that they, they were able to deal with all their debts for seven years of no of no uh, crops we saw that we saw that now I didn't know how God was going to do any of this stuff but I've been I've lived now for 42 years of watching people sow and reap and sow and reap and it's just the most amazing thing 
As we come to this month, we are talking about Heart for the House. If you're part of Lifehouse, please listen up just for one moment. We've been believing to buy something in Tokyo and, and some of our other venues around for, for, for 19 years. Um, we haven't yet got that land or building, but we've been sowing and we do have a great seed right now. But we're believing that God would speak to some of you or maybe all of you about what could I do? What, could, what, what seed could I sow? You don't have to. In fact, it's not an, a, a requirement and we never ask anyone about it. But maybe it's time to ask the Holy Spirit, what could I give? Is there something we should give? Could we give again? Because I believe that God is pouring into us, for us and for another generation, for our children and our children's children in Japan and Hong Kong and India and Indonesia and the Philippines and Taiwan and, and Myanmar and Singapore and USA and, and Europe and, and uh, all over the place. I'm believing for the seed to become apple trees and the apple trees to produce apples. Would you pray with me for the, about that in a moment? That's going to be really important. But one last thing and I'm finished. I want to say the greatest person that ever sowed seed was Jesus. Jesus Christ our Lord. He's the master. He's the one who showed us how to love and forgive and His power changes our life through the cross and the resurrection. One last verse, John 12, 24. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, unless a, a kernel of wheat or an apple seed or something falls to the ground and dies, it remains but a single seed. But if it dies or germinates in the ground, it produces many seed. What an incredible scripture. And Jesus spoke about he, himself dying, but he speaks about us. And, and, and Jesus knew that by dying and resurrecting, he saw us. He saw our lives and our families and lives sowing. And I want to pray today that we would be thankful to Jesus and we would sow our seeds. Come on, would you pray with me? Lord, I want to thank you that you are the great seed sower. You sowed your own life. You gave up your own life on the cross and you resurrected so that we can have forgiveness and grace and go to heaven with you forever. And I pray, Lord, that we would just know that sowing and reaping is a huge part of your life and heart and ways. And we're going to sow our life in prayer, encouragement, giving, time, whatever it is in our families and our marriages and our friendships and our church and our whatever it is. God, we want to, we want to have this generous heart. And I pray, Lord, as, as, as we consider giving as well to Heart for the House, you would show us what we should do. Lord, lead us and guide us. You are our God and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's praise God. Praise the Lord. And some of you might want to receive Jesus right now, knowing how amazing He is. He's, he's sown into your life. Would you like to know Him? I'm going to count to three. I'm going to count to three. And I'm going to ask you to receive Jesus. Here we go. One, He loves you. Two, would you open your heart? And three, come on, let's pray together. Lord, I pray people will receive you, your forgiveness and your grace and your goodness. And from this moment forward, they're going to follow you with their hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's praise God. We'll have a great week. Come on, let's keep sowing the seeds. Let's keep going in Jesus' name.